It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Welcome to Bucked Up. Today I have uh, one of my oldest friends. We went to college together, Julia Castillo. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Shout out to Josh. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I'm going to start off. We got three rules on this podcast, Julio. Right. We got no snitching. Of course. Don't snitch on no one. That's a rule for life. We got positivity. We try to be positive on this shit. And no drugs. This is a drug-free zone. That, this, is, this is drugs. This is a, this is a drug-free, <laughs> this drug-free, is a drug-free zone. zone. Drug-free podcast. A drug-free podcast sponsored by DARE, the D.A.R.E. program. That's super interesting. You know, I've, they're probably waiting for me outside. Because <laughs> I, I feel like that program has locked more niggas up and has helped me. <laughs> everybody love everybody! All right, so I guess we'll actually... I'm not going to follow my own rules. We're going to start off with a drug story. <laughs> we went to Wheaton College, and oh. one night partying, we were both stone sober, no drugs or alcohol involved. We found a guy face down at the bottom of a staircase. He's one of the baseball players. And we're just getting our food, trying to go back to this man's dorm, and we're just trying to go play, go go get more stoned and play PS4. No drugs. Yeah, of course, of course. And then <laughs> go, we had we had to go Bible study and all that. <laughs> yeah, we had to go <laughs> read the Bible. But we see him at the bottom of the we see him at the bottom of the staircase, face down. And the, the thing that scared me is just how he just just, just jumped up. Sorry, <laughs> 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 guys. I'm. Yeah, I'm coked out of my mind. Literally just... <sighs> I've never seen this kid before. I don't even know if he went to our school. He was just... He was a townie. Yeah, he was like, I'm coked out of my mind. I want to I wanna kill someone right now. <laughs> and the, the part that's scary the part that's scary is that he hugs us. Yeah. And he just goes like, but you two, nah, you guys are my boys, right? You guys are my boys. And we're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're like, oh shit, and we ran away from him, and I think he went on to murder someone that night. You can you can read in the Norton News. <laughs> <laughs> the Norton News. Uh. So this is a self-help <laughs> podcast, which no one understands why, because we never talk about self-help, and because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks to our producer for laughing. <laughs> do, 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 do! But, um... I wanted to have you on, one, because you're my friend, but two, because you did a big form of self-help recently. Yeah. You followed your fucking dreams, and you yeah. got out of something that you'd been talking about for a while. Um, I thought I loved. Yeah, so you you studied finances in college. Do you want to kind of give the, the story to where we are at right now? Yeah, so I remember loving finance from, I think, the time I was like, well, a senior in high school. And then, you know, I kind of, I was kind of sold on the fact that I was going to study major in finance, go on to do finance and 
It was all you talked about. All I talked about, literally, was just like making yeah. money, getting out of the hood, and whatever. Um, I I was so. You were white. We thought you'd be Jewish. <laughs> you know, you know, it's crazy. I always say like, I've made a couple of jokes like, I'm Jewing out right now, just like I'm <laughs> saving my money for something big. Like, yeah, we're getting canceled. I uh, <laughs> I um. I was once on stage. I'll let you uh, keep going, but I like to interrupt a lot. Um, <laughs> I was once on stage, and a guy from the audience yelled, "I don't like this Jew-haired motherfucker on stage." Wow. Yeah, that was you. Could, you know, I had a great set that night. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's. I um, I went to go get some beer the other day, and the guy scanned my ID. Does your? Do they even? Do they ever scan no, your ID? Look at my shit. Yeah. Like, who? What twenty-year-old has my hairline? That's what I'm like. They don't need to scan my fuck. I that's I love this studio. Shout out Irish and Ani. But this angle of the camera makes me so upset. Everybody Look at everybody. my fucking hairline, it's bro. It's the McDonald's logo, man. I told you. <laughs> the McDonald's logo. <laughs> Yo, oh my! Right. God. The golden arch. That's what it's, it's because like. you're so tall. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's sit, the reason. Sit back a little bit. Lean back. lean back. Lean back. I'm just bring the mic. I'll do some fucking crunches. All right. So you always talked about finances in college. So I, yeah. So I talked about it a lot, and I think I just had some type of madness and some type of blindness to you know the stories of how unhappy people can be in finance. How you can sacrifice a lot of time, a lot of sleep, and a lot and a lot of things that I don't naturally like to give up you know because mm-hmm. i'm a fu- i'm a free yeah we live person. together i yeah, know exactly, you know. <laughs> i remember it would be like one in the afternoon and i'd be like when the, when is this motherfucker gonna it wake was, up it, was a, it would be fridays because i didn't have any class so you know i'm chilling so but you know those are things that i don't feel like i want to have to change about mm-hmm. myself because i want to make money you know yeah i obviously want to make money i want to have a career but I started thinking maybe there's other ways to manifest what I'm good at and what I'm It's not all about money. You kind of have to be happy and hopefully find a way that money will come to you doing following a passion. And it yeah, and, but and the but the difficult thing about it for a lot of people in my community is that you're not exposed to a lot of money, for example. Mm-hmm. You're not exposed to a lot of things money can get you at, such as sufficient after school programs or sufficient healthcare, sufficient food quality. Uh, you know, you go to you go to you go to neighborhoods with maybe lower value property or lower val lower looking value property before gentrification started mm-hmm. fucking things up, and you can kind of see maybe older cars in your neighborhood. And then if you ever get the chance to experience neighborhoods like like I did, for example, playing baseball, like literally such as New Inn, Weymouth, Norwood, you know, people drive around in three series BMWs mm-hmm. and shit like that. Getting exposed to shit like that and even in your own community, you see like that one hood dude driving around in a in a, in a very awfully contracted leased <laughs> BMW. Yeah, and you know you see it on television. You see it everywhere. You're exposed to just wealth and shit that you can't attain in your current. Situation. And they're not teaching you about credit or how. Nobody, <clears throat> nobody. I was reading um, Kevin Hart's new book, The Decision, was very good. Or it's it's an audio book. Yeah, but he he's starting a program with. Um, 
Can you look up what bank uh, Kevin Hart starting a program with? I don't want to. I think it was J.P. Morgan. It might be, and he's starting. Yes, financial literacy and 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 I think that's really important because I was, I'm privileged enough to have gone to a uh, a private school my whole life, even though my mom was a teacher, and that's how I was able to go. Uh, I was able to like we did Chase Bank. Okay, with Chase, Chase, he's doing uh, financial literacy in the inner city. One United. Uh, G- oh, yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. Looks like a couple. Yeah. So that's... So, w- like, in in seventh grade, they gave us fake money, and they pretended to have us play the stock market for, right. like, a month. And, like... In seventh grade? In seventh grade. First that's what we were learning. I, I was a junior in high school. Yeah, and, and that's fucked pri- up. I was in private like, school. That's, like, I was in private school. Yeah, and that's right. fucked up that, like... I don't know. I feel like th- those are... The classes that we learn are important, like math right. and science and history, but they also have to have another class that teaches, like, it's not just math, but, like, it's finance. Life skills. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because we, I feel like we just naturally, through either through instruction of our parents that not everybody's fortunate enough to have, or just by, you know, exposing it somewhere else, reading in a book, seeing it you know, on TV, Googling it yourself, on how to take care of ourselves, how to start cooking, how to start cleaning, yeah. how to maybe taxes work. You well, know. you you have so much drive, and you've got to build kind of up who you are through that, even right. from when you were younger. Like, you would tell me, you know, watching Family Guy growing up would help you, like, Understand you know. vocabulary. Exactly, right? yeah. Because, like, I want to get the joke. So it's mm-hmm. like if Peter, Peter, Stewie, whoever said, especially Stewie, had an extensive vocabulary. Yeah. And so... Did you speak? Uh, you spoke Spanish before English, or was uh, it around the same? Were you learning? Was, were you bilingual? I think growing it was up? maybe around the same time. I think my earliest memories of speaking would be like talking with my mother, and then also be watching Blue's Clues mm-hmm. and learning English that way. And my sister also spoke English to me. That probably helped you a lot, be able to learn new concepts and ideas. I am so bad with second languages. And I think it's hard because I can't turn my brain into something else. Like, I can't, I have to mold it only in the way that it will work. Mm. But when you have two different languages, your brain can kind of work in two different ways and you can learn more, I feel like, from both. Right. And that's kind of like, that's kind of how I think that I just don't really like settling in one mental environment. So, for example, like, you know, I went on to study, went, went on to graduate with a finance degree mm-hmm. went on to my first job as a as as a financial advisor and i quit like my third fourth week you know by the fourth day i was already looking at other job listings then what was it what about that like for people listening who maybe would want to go into that what were you not taught um there's not necessarily what i wasn't taught or what i wasn't ready for i think actually no it was kind of what i wasn't ready for uh and also kind of what I was sold on because mm-hmm. I was sold on the idea that, you know, you will have a list of clients already ready for you and you'll get paid this much already guaranteed mm-hmm. and then commission, you know, I sign on whatever eager as hell. It's my first job. It's, it's a flex job. I even have to get two licenses for it. Um, and then they tell me that first I have to acquire a list of 10 to 15 clients first. And then that's when... Is that cold calls? Cold like, calling. Yeah. Like, then it's not even... They don't even have a list of... Yeah. And it's not clients. like you're not an insurance agent. like Right. And it's also like, how many people... Who, who are the main people that I know? People from my neighborhood. People from surrounding mm-hmm. neighborhoods. People from my type of neighborhoods and surrounding neighborhoods, maybe lo- inner city, low-income neighborhoods, are not trusting 
of anybody saying, let's work with your money. Yeah. I know I'm not. Anybody Give me your money and right. I'm going to invest right. it for you. Most people are going to say, fuck you. Right. Well, and also, that's what the Kevin Hart's working on is they don't even know about investing. So exactly. they're just thinking they're, just, they're stealing. Their, they just exactly. know about Bernie Madoff. Like, exactly. The thing, and the, exactly. And the thing is, when you hoard your money, it's like you're, you're, just, it's like you're hoarding campfire. Mm-hmm. You accidentally spark a flame, it goes away. Because we also... That's a good... That's a good fucking... Oh, thank you for the... No, that's a really good point. Yeah. my Because my thing is like... I, and it's no fault of our own, but people on average in my community don't necessarily have the best spending habits because... Like, for example, I think my community... My friend told me the other day, my community makes up for 86% of consumerism. 86%. And we are 14% of the population. Yeah, it's... The rich don't get... The rich get richer and the poor don't get poor. It's not like a... It's not... Um, the wealthier hoarding money, and then right. the the less money you have, the more you have to spend to get the necessities. Because it products only last long if you pay a lot of money for them. Right. Like, and like his and his his here's where I see this. Here's why I really started seeing the inequality line really a lot clearer. Because mm-hmm. I do kind of want to say that maybe my my judgment was diluted in college with everything being thrown around, all these ideals and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my my instincts to just want to be different, you know. Um, I'll get to that later, but you know, I'm undersold on several different things as my role as an advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's just cold. It's just cold calling people, and people are not that trusting. So I can't generate a lot of business, and at the same time, it's like I have to pay it for gas. I have to pay for rent still. Like yeah. I, so it's like I'm in a fucked up situation. You're losing money. Exactly. So I quit my fourth week. So. What did that feel like? Uh, were you scared, or was it a weight off your shoulders? It was a weight off my shoulders because I knew I was going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I was going to be unhappy. I felt it, and I yeah. just I kept trying to convince myself in those four weeks that um, that this is going to work out eventually. And I'm not saying that it happens to everybody. You know, if you know, eventually, if it's for you, it's for you. It just it wasn't for me, and I was lying to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, in my mind, I'm like, all right, maybe I just need a different role. This is an, as, as an advisor role. Maybe I need more of an accounting managerial role. Um, I apply for a uh, what was it, like a, a biopharmaceutical logistic logistics bullshit company in the accounting department. They're going through some budget cuts because they're going to move their office, and mm. they laid off everybody who was there for less than three months. And you had just gotten there. I just gotten there like a month and a half in. So I'm fucked again. <laughs> and that seems like they should. That seems bad business planning. It, like, let's hire a bunch of people. And then three months later, like, if they haven't worked here for three months, let's fire them. Like, <laughs> you don't have any, like, any one-year plan, not even, like, a six-month plan, a one-year plan, a five-year plan. My first job had all that plan laid out. And that, my, like, I just want to put out that my first job was very organized in the way that it could work. But... And especially, like, I've seen success stories there, you know, but it just wasn't for me. My first job was merely just out of instinct that I'm not happy, and I just, I need to be happy in what I'm yeah. doing. I'm sorry, I had to turn the AC on. It's yeah, hot as fine. fuck yeah, in I was, here. Yeah, I was about to say, somebody going to have to do it. I was going to get a doctor. <laughs> I, I was turning into fucking SpongeBob when Jeez. he goes to visit Sandy. Water. When his eyes are dry. <laughs> Water. <laughs> I need it. I actually just made a meme with that exact thing like gif today can you pull it up can we see it yeah all right you keep yeah, talking keep about talking. you keep talking <laughs> about finances we're gonna wow, see wow my favorite character of all time just <laughs> um, but then my third job was going great and things also didn't work out 
So, mm-hmm. and I also felt unhappy there too. I wasn't unhappy because of where I was at, but because I felt like, again, I was trying to convince myself I'm in a situation where... It was a interior... It was an interior design firm, yeah. yeah. And no that's way. Not, yeah. It in was, Boston? Uh, Newton, yeah. It was like they like. I used to work in interior design for like ten years. What? Yeah, it's, I it's, I like just switched. It's, it's really interesting. <laughs> we can bleep out the company name. What was the what was it called? Or you can just like put it on your phone if you don't want to say it, and I'll look at your oh, phone. Oh yeah, you can just bleep it out. Yeah. I mean, they work. I worked for Designer Advantage, okay. and and they were great, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, just things didn't work out. Yeah, you're not really into interior design. I lived with, you had, you were very minimalist. I mean, nah, because I felt like my <laughs> space was, my space was minimalized. So I was like, yo, fuck it, I don't want to really try. I just put up a couple I put way there. too much yeah, shit up. Yeah, you like the actual home. I'm just yeah. like, you know what? This makes it feel like enough, like, yeah. home. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> That's I'm a good <laughs> All right, wait, let's. so the it didn't work out it didn't work out um you know my morale was also affecting my performance there Mm -hmm. and they took note of that and you know things didn't work out things with covid are also stressful as hell my mind was take was taken away from there it wasn't mostly because i i was knowing people that were dying from it but just like i'm a drummer for myself so it's like yeah you are yeah i just felt like Damn it, I gotta work from home. It's stressful as hell. And yeah. I'm over here blasting church music in the kitchen while I'm <laughs> working from home. But nah, but there's, there's no there's no malice with either either company. Getting fired was one of the best things that happened to me because I was able to uh, focus on comedy full time. Me too. Right. And I was able to realize, like, when you're, when it's, t- like, when you quit, it's kind of, you're still on top. But when you get let go or fired, and you catch your footing, then you're you feel so much safer. Like right. you know that you can you do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Like it's crazy because I got let go from my first company, mm-hmm. and you know I because they had very bad planning. I'm gonna put that out there. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, am I am I wrong Ali, that that sounds so stupid? That they just fire everyone they hired within the fucking. I, it, I've definitely been there. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even I've like thirty people. I've definitely experienced like, that before. It wasn't so. even like thirty people. It was like maybe four or five. But okay. everybody love everybody. I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe I, <laughs> all I know is Instagram and How burritos. How old is you? How old is you? <laughs> Are you talking to me? I'm old. Yeah. Oh yeah, you <laughs> so are. So I've just experienced that. <laughs> nah, but I was kind of a little bit relieved because you know. I had I had a conversation with my friend Anthony just like last year about him going back to my old middle school. Uh, it was a private Catholic school for the inner city kids in the community. Uh, Boston, Roxbury, Dorchester, Hyde Park, Land of Hand, Rosendale, so on and so forth. And he went back to teach there. And but some berries were getting rocked in a private Catholic school. But stop, <laughs> chill. Nah, this school, this school is this school is not like them, fu- them, fu- them fucking South Boston ones. This this one is different. Like you feel safe when you're there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as, like you just you just completely forget that you're in the inner city. Oh, I wasn't making a joke about that. I was making a joke about priests. Oh, priests. Yeah. We didn't have. Well, we had a father, but he was he was like a businessman too. It was Daddy. Just like, it was like. <laughs> Uh, just so I don't get canceled again on this episode, I was not talking about the inner city. I was talking. Man, free. 
Man, I was just free, so I don't know, man. But we had, we had, we had, we had a great experience going there. We talked about it. He went back to teach there, and it's different because the culture is different there. Because more and more kids that look like the students are going back to teach there, and mm -hmm. that's important because these kids need to know that, like. I'm a sim I'm a symbol that you can make it. Or I'm a yeah, it's a real problem if right. you move away and then they don't have any of the role models. Exactly. You have to go back in. And I'm not saying I had too many white teachers when I was in middle school, but it was like I listened more to my Dominican teacher and my African American principal and my African American vice principal. Mm -hmm. I felt closer to them because I felt more relatable to them. Um, mm -hmm. It's no disrespect to you know my white teachers. No, but it was like, I still listen. I was I'm obedient as hell when I was a child. I I feared punishment. I hated detention because you know my mom would find out and click clack that goes my ass. <laughs> we should get that as a drop. Click clack, there goes my ass. There goes my ass. But I just I just felt like I could talk to them about stuff outside of school. You know, just like mm -hmm. how their lives went. Like how was their what made them want to go to college. Did you have, like, a one teacher that, or was it more just the collective, which is maybe more important, having, think, like, a collective of teachers? I think for me it was more the collective because yeah. it kind of draws a pattern for you. Mm. That And, it, and it, for me it drew a pattern that teaching is teaching could be worth it. You yeah. know, the hours are crazy. The pay may not be that great, which in the state of Massachusetts is actually pretty you good. You get the summers off. My mom always, like... You got the summers off, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you get, you get low some, pay, some, but you got half the year. There's some butter to that bread. There's some yeah. butter to that bread right there. But... You're going to get canceled by the vegans for that. Shit, and the gluten-free ones. The, glu the gluten-free motherfuckers. You know, I used to hate them at Chipotle, man. I used to work at the... I used to, I worked at, we both roll burritos. Yeah, but I used yeah. to just not give a fuck. Mine would come out with cones in them. <laughs> that was a Josh Adams joke. I'm not going to steal it. <laughs> oh, no. Josh, you're choking. But, yeah, I remember... What the hell was I talking about before this whole goddamn uh, About the... Uh, having teaching, a... Teaching. Yeah, yeah because it's not like it's in just an outlier. Right. It's That's the norm of these. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it made me realize... And I was also doing social justice work as my whole after-school job from when I was 15 to when I graduated high school. Even my summers, I would either be doing... Remember something. rule number one? We can't talk about that job. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> no drugs? <laughs> Just kidding. That say. was not the job he was doing. That was... Oh. No, 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 no. Chill. No, no. I was... Everybody I was, love everybody. <laughs> I was everybody doing, love everybody. I was doing I was doing social justice work, um, and I had some great mentors there too. And then I kind of saw the correlation between teaching and that, and I kind of felt comfortable in that seeing him grow as a man and manifest all his intelligence through that. He's doing he did a he's doing a fellowship currently there. Oh, that's really cool. Getting his masters and just and he's become he's he's becoming a role model to so many kids. Something that I've always wanted to be. Like, I naturally always want to be a rock star to, you know, people. But yeah. you can be, not to be corny, but you can be a rock star to these kids. So... Yeah, you don't have to be on a big scale. I uh, I would have friends be like, I want to be famous. And it's like... But what's it worth? Exactly. But it's like, you're not giving a path. Like, you found this teaching. And what if your thing is now you teach finances? Like, you know all this shit about it. That's you exa can exactly. use it. Like, like it's not like wasted time. Exactly. Everything. I is actually did exactly that with interior design. Top financial literacy. 
Oh right. yeah, that's I why you were teaching my ex. Oh, exactly. You <laughs> she I'm taught like, interior design to my ex. I'm saying like and all those kids that probably learned that. I mean, didn't Mount Ida get shut down? <laughs> I, I taught there, but I, I also taught at a school that still exists. And <laughs> <recently>. <laughs> but you see, like all the people, all those people that you taught, yeah. must have do it because they know how to do it them damn selves. All they gotta do is just. Yeah. Go buy the shits and th- boom, they're gonna spend the, five thousand dollars doing it. The design school still actually exists. It's just on a different campus. So UMass uh, owns them now. So okay. why did it get shut down at Malanita? Um, the that is a separate issue from the program. Okay. Was, <laughs> it, was it was was it like frat related? No, oh, okay. it was just um. They always fuck things up for colleges. No, it's like they, they're in a lot of debt mostly. Oh, this was the. Oh yeah, did you Newton? see that? New- I'm sorry, Newton. Yes. Newton's property taxes are. Crazy, mm-hmm. no? So how about... It used to be in a state. We are so getting off topic, but... <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> and it, my, 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 my old company was in Newton, so... Like, oh, shit. All right. No, but... I saw... <laughs> I saw <laughs> back on topic now. What's that gun brought us back there? I saw, I saw how happy he was w- even working these hours, mm-hmm. teaching, correcting papers. You know, weekends they do community service. He has to get up early to take the kids to that. He said it's all worth it, and I saw it was worth it. I've gone to some of these events with him. I still go to the school and say what's up to the kids and mm-hmm. before COVID and just you know play basketball with them. And I felt so much more fulfilling doing that and po- and thinking about the idea of doing that as a career. Yeah. And I can do making a company some money. And, and that's, again, it's not saying that it's a bad thing if you want to go into business and you know it's for you. You know it's for you, but just don't lie to yourself. Well, you also learned valuable information that you can then pass on. To kids. But you also learned... Like, how to build your own portfolio. I've been right. trying to do research on um, building my portfolio. It's yeah. hard. And it's, 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 hard. it's simple, but it's hard. It's hard, exactly. it's hard to get into it, exactly. but it seems like it's so easy once they play the game. It's exactly. It's like, it's like, um, <laughs> it's like, if, I don't know. I don't know if you ever played any SpongeBob video games, but they, oh, I just I rebought the. the I, yeah, I yeah. bought that. So Shout out SpongeBob right, Battle for beca- right. Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, dude, and I love even the PS2 version. I used to fuck. I love. used to love that. So game. you know, you know how it's. Don't so be simple. making fun of us over there. <laughs> you know how the, the the levels are so easy, but goddamn, there's like seven different parts to each level, and yeah. you want to get as many spatulas as you can because. You can't. You suddenly, on your last level before the 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 you can open the gate to the next mm-hmm. level, you're still what what 15 spatulas behind. You got to figure out how the fuck am I gonna get all this in one level? This that- is great for a self help podcast. <laughs> I have I have a switch, so I play it on the go, which is amazing. Oh, you came out for the switch too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, that's so therapeutic to play that game. Huh? I I mean uh, after Bible study, <laughs> after Bible study, I just you know <sighs> you after closing up that Bible, closing up that good old. Bible. Bible. And pulling out SpongeBob. I just like to take a couple of hits of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hits of our Lord and Savior. You know, just that. <laughs> the Leviticus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. <laughs> yeah, Is that how. We, okay, we play the West Side Gun sound when we get off track. Okay, That's I got you. <laughs> All right, bet. That's smart. That's but like. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, I can do this and I can incorporate what I learned in finance and maybe, you know, start a teaching. Who knows? Maybe I'll start a teaching, go to administration and then kind of use my pop, my, my knowledge of who, what, when and where, why of finance in my community. And, you know, I get to have a say in how many black kids are allowed at this school, mm-hmm. how many black kids we take at this school to make sure that schools like we aren't 70, 30. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. 
and also to make sure if I, maybe I can work in financial aid because there's no reason that there's just absolutely no reason that a, that an inner city kid should have to pay so much debt. I was um, schools have money. It's did like, you collect any of PUA or unemployment? Not yet. Okay, so something I realized, Anna, you did. Is it's really hard to understand how to do it. Like oh, yeah. all the wording they try, it's like word if games. It's know. like an SAT. It's honestly yeah. like an SAT test. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. These programs are, I mean, this is probably really simple. And this is probably something that everyone talks about. But the synapses in my brain connected. If you're like only educated people, like those programs are helped to set up people who need it. Right. But people who need it can't even understand, understand them right. or get to the Wi-Fi to get them. Right. And it's only to help the middle class or the upper class that it's when they don't really it's need like it. It's a systemic dis- disadvantage to like... Exactly. Income, so it's like, families, even though, yeah. like, I was trying to explain it to my mom and she was like, these programs are set up in place to help these uh, uh, inner oh, city communities. But then I went through it with her yep. and then she was like, no, like, I, like... She's a, a well-educated, grown woman, and she could barely understand the grammar questions. It's like a fucking SAT test. My, my mom is my mom is pretty pretty freaking smart. I get I get it from her. My mom is pretty freaking intelligent, and it's like it's a hassle. I think I think in Span I think they yeah they have a Spanish option. They, they say it in Spanish, and she says it gives her a freaking headache. Not because it's hard, but it's just like it's just so damn complex. Yeah, just like yo, just give me my money, man. Like I told. Yes, just, 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 just and know, we can even talk about like. I send you my blood, and you could just say like, "Yes, I'm still unemployed." If you want to check that, like, yeah. I'm not lying. It know. was. Did, did you realize that uh, it was like difficult? I mean, I have been, had to be on, on unemployment a couple times, so I mm. feel like the third time. Third uh, time's I was the like, charm. I got yeah. it, but I remember back the first time that I did it. I mean, that was when you could like actually go into the unemployment office and try to get help. Well, but that I did, was a fucking depressing nightmare. See, I did <laughs> that too, and you had to schedule like certain times for certain meetings. Mm-hmm. So if you have a family and you're in the city and you're wor- and you like you have a family, like kids to take care of, and you might not be able to make that exact meeting, and then you can't collect money if you don't make this meeting. I it's a system set up to kind of fuck itself and over. It's, and <laughs> it's like and it's crazy because you know how let's say the building is two towns away. Um, I don't have a car. Let's say, let's yeah. say that this happens to a lot of people. I don't, I don't have a car. It's I what they do take... in abortion clinics in the South. They yeah, close they... them down so no one can travel this, to them. This essentially happened to me. So, I mean, the first time that I had applied for unemployment was a long time ago. It was pretty much fine once I got it set up. The second time was for a shorter amount of time, but it was so backed up. You couldn't get an appointment. You had to just go there and wait in line that I didn't even get an unemployment check until after I already got a job. And that was like maybe two or three months. What? Yeah. It, like I could it's not get an answer. Yeah. And at, thank God I was living at home and I had kind of like side work going or whatever so I could pay my bills. But That's the second time way. was like No rough. snitching on yourself, remember. Rule number one. Rule number three. 
none, yeah. of, none of that side also talk. If you're selling Bibles, you're selling Bibles, all right? Yeah, no, I was, I was like a hostess. Oh, <laughs> okay, oh, I got saying. worried with Nothing. that. I thought you were yeah. like, I was a hoe. I no, was no, like, no. oh, no, Jesus like, Christ. You know, Unemployment, speed it up. You're, you're turning you out prostitutes. You can so many hours where they still pay you. Yeah, no. So I, you could like, you couldn't, cl- like, I'm not saying I did this, but like, let's say <laughs> that I worked Allegedly. more than the allotted amount of hours. I could get fucked up for that shit. So yeah. I couldn't do that. No, no. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> There's a lot of snitching in that portion of the podcast. <laughs> I promise you, I, I ain't no, I ain't no fraud. <laughs> no snitching, no government snitching. I'm a real last. We ain't no Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that that's the thing. Like I, I really want to. I'm so excited with like how much I can do for my community. And yeah, like make some make some money doing it. It's like yeah. I just. I realized that I just exactly what my cousin told me because he's also going down the same path, teaching and everything, masters and everything. Um, I just want to be comfortable and comfortably live. Yes, meaning like you know, obviously own my own home, mm-hmm. own, my, own my partner, all that. Make some, make money. Obviously, I don't want to be rich. Have you bu- started building your own portfolio? Do you do any of that or no? Like, like little, little by little, like as much as, as really much as I can. Um, How I, much money have you put in? I think the last time I checked my what, what was that? my acorns was somewhere like five forty, and uh, that was another one that I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that other one, it was I forgot the other one, but that was some that was that's that's more recent. That's probably like that's sixty something right now. But my acorns one is I started back. I think the first time I got laid off was I think I started that in November. Yeah, mm. I put like twenty dollars into it, and they just take ten dollars out every every week, and then just like put it in the market. It took a shit hit when COVID hit, but it's slowly getting back up there. That's good, but. That's things that I could teach my kids. That's things that I'm excited to like research about, and that's not mm-hmm. the same type of excitement I felt about finance. The only thing that excited me about finance, honestly, was the 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 the, the, the luxurious attitude I can flaunt and the money that I can make. Was it the like the animal brain, the monkey? Like it's the same thing with sports, kind of, where it's like you want to be the best, you want to be the top. Yeah. It wasn't like a yeah. community building thing. Y- yeah, and I just I just wanted to to flex, mm-hmm. honestly. I just wanted to flex and honestly, and I obviously use the money that I make to help my community, but that's, that's a cheap, that's just honestly, it's just a cheap way to me. Not saying that donating money to your community is bad or whatever, but to me, it seems cheap. Like yeah. I'd rather just do more, like build programs, fund programs. So those programs. who are your, inf- like, how did you learn about finance? Like who did, who taught you? I, t- I honestly taught myself. It was what what got you into it? Were you like the 2008 crisis? I was mm. curious as to like I'm like why the why the fuck is everybody bugging out? Like what people are losing their homes? What happened? Like I'm just mm-hmm. then I'm sorry I'm thinking about uh, Lehman Brothers. I'm reading about J uh, J P Morgan. Mm-hmm. I'm reading about uh, Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. I'm reading about how they like, fucked so many people's pension. I'm in the well, fifth only grade. like three people got charged. Got yeah. yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm I'm baffled. I'm like this yeah. kind of. Well, I, I was I, just reading the Malcolm Gladwell book where he was talking about um, Bernie Madoff. Dude, at the age, of, yeah, at the age of, at, how old was I in the fifth grade? At the age of what, eleven? I'm understanding that this is a huge mm. unbalanced so that was, of justice. Do you think, like, I feel like comedy is like not my calling, but like, yeah, my calling. Like, I felt like it was given to me. I didn't choose it. Right. Did you feel like finances were given to you? Or do I you feel like, like you chose it? I felt like I missed it. I felt like it was 
put in front of me, but I misinterpreted what I was supposed to do with it. I felt mm. like I was supposed to take it and just use it for my own gain and get the fuck out of my situation. But knowing the person that I am, I'm someone who likes to help. I'm someone who likes to give advice. I'm someone who likes to teach and mm-hmm. watch something or someone grow. Like people in my own family look at, look at me as role models and as big brothers, and that is honestly the most fulfilling feeling I've ever had. That my, is. A couple of my cousins look at me like that because I've never been a big brother. Mm. I'm always the little brother. I'm always the little cousin. You know what I'm saying? So. And you and your sister are both flexing now. Like you guys are fucking doing shit. You guys yeah, are she's, both she's, really, you know. She's a, she's the she's a queen right now. She's she's literally the what what I what I seek to be mm-hmm. in terms of you know happiness. Or not 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 necessarily happiness and career, but happiness in terms of. Uh, happy where you are. Yeah. And she's always someone who wants more, so that keeps me going, too. And that's good that you realize that you want to help people with this. Not like, right. Like, with comedy. I don't want to do comedy to get rich and famous. If hmm. that comes, great. But the only reason I want to do comedy is because when I didn't understand the world, I understood comedians. Like, this is probably cheesy and corny. I don't, nah, I like... like but like every big comedian have that? Exactly. It's I, like, I... Like I big comedian went in it for the money. I understand... I just want to help people like I was helped. Like, if right. I can fucking make a joke that makes fucking 10 kids that were like me be like... Oh, I understand it a little bit more. Like right. I understand this world it's a like little you're bit more. It's like making friends around the world on a global Yeah, exactly. Global stage. That's like even with this podcast. I don't really care about the listeners. Like I love if people listen and when right. people listen, I want them to listen, but I want to get information out of people and I also want right. to just like learn how to be a better um minor of information out of people so right. then people can learn from like the better of an interviewer i get the deeper i can get say into your conversation learn more from you and then the listeners would benefit out of that right and that's and again yeah that's the cherry on top of my whole metamorphosis that it was it was months in the making honestly it was like a little culmin- it was like a little tiny feeling culminating 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 boom on my mm-hmm. 23rd birthday <clears throat> and I, I asked myself randomly when I turned 23, like, what do I want to be? Mm-hmm. I want to be happy. Literally just happy. I felt happy that the first time I got out of the house and first time in months to see my friends, you know, it was a safe list. You know, obviously I kept the responsible short. Yeah. Um, and fairly distanced. And I felt happy. And I was like, I want to feel like this and work. Mm-hmm. I like working, but I only like working as if I'm happy. When I was working at, in social justice, you know, I didn't go to work a day unhappy. I, w- I was eager to get there to see my f- my friends and coworkers there. You know what I'm saying? Because you're helping, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, because like you're doing, what you do, it doesn't even seem like work. I think that's, so you and I, I don't want to speak for you, but you and I are both on the field that capitalism can be used for good. I it's not so, in a good system right now, but it can be used for good. But I think the th- bad thing about capitalism is it, only teaches you to go after like items that you can touch right it doesn't teach you that you actually benefit out of helping people right you actually like like if you go to the gym one day you're not going to see any gains but if you go to the gym every day you're going to see gains and then that's going to help your mental health and that's short-term gain exactly short-term short risk gain you want to spend money and get the thing automatically you don't want to put the work in to build the community which ends up getting more out of it exactly so 
and the thing that and the thing that capital I realize that capitalism does to people, especially this was after I I'd watched uh, Lakeith Stanfield's movie Sorry to Bother You. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's mm. watching watching it after Bible study is amazing. So, <laughs> um, it, 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 it Do you ever you, read the Bible while watching it? Yeah, all the time back at school. Um, but it it teach it it teaches you and it taught me that. Capitalism instills an animalistic sense of every man for himself. Mm -hmm. And it also instills in black and brown kids in the inner city with an inner city background, maybe it it instills this sense of trauma that you don't want to look back and you're so hell bent on running forward that you don't want to look behind you and you'll Mm -hmm. do whatever it is to get this imaginary paintbrush and just paint the past away. It's post-generational trauma. Thank you. Thank you. Post-generational trauma. Yeah. One of the actors, uh, Army Hammer said that mm. in an interview. And I've been, God, I spent like six months trying to freaking find that interview. But, I <laughs> but yeah, that post-generational mm-hmm. trauma. You're doing so much and you will do whatever it takes as, as much as sell your soul maybe mm-hmm. to just get what you want and it'll, and, in the hopes that it'll make you forget about where you came from because it's, it was probably a scary place. It was it's a disadvantaged your, place. The way that your brain develops like as a child or an adult can affect how your kid, their, how their brain develops. Right. So mm-hmm. that's where the am post-generational I, trauma am, comes in, like kids of genocide or stuff like that. Too. Right. And my parents didn't, and my parents didn't install, oh, he's making a new rule. <laughs> Snitching? Snitching? Don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love everybody. But, <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, my parents never taught me to really care about care about money or care about the materialistic, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, this did not come from my parents. My parents did their did their hardest to give me what I wanted. They put me in private school for God's sakes, you mm-hmm. know. They figured it out. Like thank God I was in scholarship programs that would pay for a lot of my mm-hmm. student costs. They um, taught you drive. They, exactly. They taught me drive. They don't have to just give you money. They have to teach you drive. That exactly. is, I am very privileged, but I was not taught drive. I was taught to be given things, and I had oh. to learn that on my own. I had to teach myself to be given drive. That thing right there, um, you knew. I, I feel like I was a nice person, but I had a tick. I had like an anger tick mm-hmm. to me. And it was something that was taught through, I saw in my family, just anger outbursts. Mm-hmm. So then it was something. But when I did that, that's what that song Ego Death is. Right. It's like I had this feeling where it's like, oh, I can become whoever I want to be. I'm not locked down to this. I don't want to say generational trauma in my sense, but I'm not locked into this person who I was, who I didn't like. I can be a person who I do like. Right. Just like you can help. You don't have to be scared you of your past. You can. Exactly. You make it a, exactly. It's a part of you. You don't forget it, but it doesn't exactly. have to define you. I think and the, that thing helped me a lot with that because you did know me. I, I would be angry. I, had an, I, was, I was an angry person under the, under the surface. Yeah. But like, and it's funny because like every time you get mad, I was just like laugh. Like, <laughs> you remind me of my dad sometimes. But <laughs> like, nah. it was because I saw it growing up myself. Yeah, like, and then I didn't realize that that wasn't something that was good. Right. So I had to. Right. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, it it wasn't it through no fault of my parents. It's not like they couldn't get me shoes, and like that's just what kind of no. sparked the flame. It was just me going out into my environment. And then going out into other environments when I was in private school or playing soccer, baseball, whatever, in these, you know, uppity neighborhoods. Yeah. And I just 
said to myself, well, I have every God-given right to have this too. Mm-hmm. So I looked at where where my feet are at in the race in comparison to, I don't know, maybe Jake from State Farm. Newtonville. That's why I came up yeah. with Jake. Right? <laughs> I, can see that, I can see that I'm maybe five feet further than he is mm-hmm. when we're starting the race. Not even when we're in it, when we're starting. So I have to run faster to get to that finish line, mm-hmm. and I understood that. My father worked two jobs just to keep us afloat and to be able to you know, give us comfort. Um, and I said, that's not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I had that's that's what that drive did to me. It blinded me to my own feeling and emotion, and my own comfort in the pursuit of what I want. I I was blinded that I didn't think that my own happiness had to be a thing that I didn't have to sacrifice. Do you feel like what do you think is your resistance? Like what what holds you back? My insecurity. Because, like, another reason I, I also love going to finance is I could feel powerful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the culture of, you know, uh, American capitalist business is, you know, you flex with a nice suit, a nice car, the wingtip shoes. Mm-hmm. And you just you just walk out you just walk out with a self of entitlement, with a sense of entitlement. Um, I don't think that would have been the person I was, but subconsciously that would have grown there. And yeah. I feel like I feel like I was probably at risk of passing that to my children, you know, giving them comfort and... They have develop a little sense of entitlement. Shit, I I feel entitled sometimes myself when I'm shit when I'm driving. I feel like people need to get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm the one who's driving past the yield sign, and they got to yield to me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the the you just you have to realize what you have. I think insecurity is a big thing with me too. Like even with this podcast, mm. I get nervous every week before releasing an episode. But it's like I recorded it. I put the work into it. I don't know why. It's just why? that. It's just that insecurity. It's like I don't know. Are you like afraid of being judged? Yeah, I I have why? like you're a comic. You get up on stage. I know, but I have this feeling. Come on. I don't. Uh, but this is the thing. This is honestly the thing. Like I can go up and say whatever. But that's a different. That's my higher self. When I'm on stage, that's my higher self. And when I come back down into my body, I'm an insecure person. I'm nervous. I'm an only child. I feel like everyone doesn't like me. I feel like I'm annoying. Like, I just, I have these thoughts. Like, um, I'm reading this book, Into the Magic Shop. You can... I'll, I have a question. I didn't want yeah. to throw you off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I would argue that podcasts, you know, are an extension of comedy. And especially, this is your craft. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you apply that same idea of like my higher self when when you're like uh, getting ready or prepping or like you're doing kind of your same type of ritual type thing uh, the same way that you would before you get on stage? I think that's why I have to write out my comedy is because I'm not in my head. If I have something prepared, then I can just go to that. But when I'm in my head, that's when... So I'm reading this book, Into the Magic Shop, Mm. and they're talking about how, like, there's always going to be the radio DJ in your head that's saying shitty stuff about you. It's just about tuning it out and, like, turning it down. Even if it's there, you just, like, don't have to listen to it. And, like, mine's just fucking loud. Like, the (laughs) radio DJ in my head is Mm. like... Tonight on one eight hundred, Sam sucks. Like it doesn't fuck Sam. And that'll be 
when I'm running and stuff, that'll be my problem is like I'll be five miles into a run, which is a long run. I can't do that. It, and I'll be like, you're such a fucking bitch. Come on, Sam. You're a fucking bitch. Just keep going. You're a fucking bitch. And then I'll be like, wait, why am I being hard on myself? I should love myself. Jesus Christ. And but that's Sam, the thing that pushes me You forward. know this better than a lot of people, especially in that book, War of Art, that we always talk about. Yeah. Re- that's resistance. Exactly. That's all that is. It so once like you Jackson can like a hold that, I obviously listened to it today, right? Like exactly. it's fresh in my mind. <laughs> but but that's just. Uh, I mean, you want to be quick on your feet. This mm-hmm. craft requires you to be. Yeah. So right. writing it down. I mean, I used to do that all the time. Especially, I would get yelled at all the time. Don't bring your notebook on stage. Like especially uh, whatever, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um. But that that gives you uh, another survival skill when yeah. you can be quick on your feet. You know? Yeah, that's like the first time I saw <laughs> you when you were drunk after a concert. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, yeah, I literally went there for the purpose of bombing to yeah. put myself in an uncomfortable position. To you know what? I even remember it. what concert you went to. It, it was, was Bishop Briggs. Yes, it was. I don't know why I remember that. Yes, <laughs> you might have talked about it on stage. I might have. Yes, it was, it I was probably that, did. It was that embarrassing. And I'm I, just I told, no, I was <laughs> like, I came up with jokes. I knew I was going to do this kind of. I was like, I want to go tell jokes still, whatever. But I also want to get drunk. And then I was like, well, let me do both. (laughs) 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 And let me master it. (laughs) And I I can't can't. master it without fucking it up first. I definitely can't do that teaching. You know, if I go first, all right, kids. But think about it. You do it. We're teaching you about the four... Oh, okay. That's a kind of an extreme <laughs> thing to do. It's a fucking but money to get old. I mean, one I can't say the thing, but on this podcast, you know, one of these rules that we can't talk about. Bibles, yeah. But I mean, when you get used to doing things when you read the Bible, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, that's fast. That's it's true. the same thing. I would I would read the Bible before going to class. I would go to the bathroom to read <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> We would be, we would be, <laughs> we would be so full of the Holy Spirit's love <laughs> in class that, like, yo, yo, I swear to God, guys, like, guys, 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 you see the, the the how the cameras are a little fuzzy. That's just the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's just like the Holy Spirit. It's not the Bible. It's like, <laughs> but we would be so full of the Holy Spirit in in in, in class that I would absorb a lot more information because yeah. I, I just got used to it. It helped us lose weight. We we lost a lot of fun reading. Jesus Jesus was our uh, fitness guide, our fitness guru. It was also our our motivation. Our motivation because I don't know why I was more motivated going to run after reading. We when we lived together, we were a bunch of fat asses. No, we just because you like to test yourself. It's like a natural thing. Myself from the Bible. You're putting yourself (laughs) in a situation. (laughs) Where you're like, uh, can I apply these things in the Bible to real life right. in this situation? Mm-hmm. It, it, it uncovers. My mom feeling. was reading the Bible the other night for the first time, and Ever? it made her really uncomfortable. It was too much, too much Jesus. <laughs> and I think it's because she, um, I don't know. Like when I first was reading the Bible, I got scared of myself. Like I was scared of certain thoughts I had, I but then I had fire. to like. Yeah, exactly. Remember, I thought my hair was on Oh, fire. wait. Oh, Ani. So we were reading the Bible in the McDonald's drive through one <laughs> night. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Julio was really feeling religious. And he was like, 
We gotta get out of here, man. They're gonna know we know about Jesus. They're gonna call the police and tell them that we yo, know about Jesus. Yo, the I'm fast like, food worker could give less of a fuck. 90% of McDonald's employees are coming from church. Right. Oh my God. Right. It's like they're not gonna call the police. That's not even the worst part of it, though. We're driving back, and I already, I already kind of feel stupid for that McDonald's incident. But we're driving back, and I'm just like, take my hat off, and I'm just like, dog, what the hell? I just, he's like, what? I'm like, is it not hot, man? Like, my head, I feel like my head is on fire. What the fuck? He's like, he's, he's laughing because he don't know what the hell is going on. I'm just like. <sighs> I guess I start getting angry for some reason. I punch his, I punch his, I, his, I punch his car. I'm like, oh my god, my hair is hot, man. Pull over, pull over. It was the <laughs> devil inside. We finally get to school. We park, and I get out. I breathe some fresh air. I swear <laughs> to God, it turned off like that. I just, oh, my oh my shit, god. that was, whoo! I feel better. I feel oh better. Oh my god. But yeah, Self-help. We... Do you do any work? Do you work out at all? You I stayed sh- thin. See, I go up and down depending if I'm ha- if I'm happy I'm fat and then I get sad that I'm fat and then I lose <laughs> weight and then I'm sad and then I get fat again. With me it's just like I it's a different cycle with me. It's like I'll start working out for like 3 weeks straight, then go 3 weeks without working out, then go 3 work- weeks without working out. What do you I need do for working out. I'll like I never once see you work out in my whole life. So that's Oh yeah, literally I don't go to the gym. F that. And especially now, I still don't trust them germy little dumbbells. I'd rather just do those little IG workouts. You'll see like those 30-second clips like, all right, do 10 of these, three sets. And I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on. All right, let me screen record this because I can't. All right, bet. And I'll put it up right there next to my toilet. I'm like, like this. Oh, one hand? Oh, fuck. And then you do that shit where you're just like leaning off the bathtub and you're like pushing up. I do. And the crunches with your legs up and shit. There's it's... this woman on YouTube named Yoga with Sarah Beth. And that's I who started I started doing it now because of you. She, isn't she really good? She's like yoga? Yeah, it's yoga. But they have like ab it. workouts and stuff too yeah. that are really good. And her voice is really calming and the way that she teaches it is really good. And I do it every single day. And it feels, it's funny. I was listening to an interview with Cesar Milan. You know Cesar Milan? The dog, uh, the dog whisperer. Whisper, yeah, I love him. And he was saying like dogs every morning stretch. Like every time mm-hmm. a dog wakes up, they stretch. Like mm-hmm. we got to do that too. Oh, and yeah. I, I didn't do yoga in the morning one day. I did in the afternoon, and I was sore for the rest of the day. Like, I love doing yoga now every morning. It so really you do it at night then, so you're not sore when you're No, I was sore because I hadn't done my yoga in the morning, so, like, my muscles were still stiff. Your muscles were saying, yo, the Stretch fuck? us out. Right, yeah. you're like, all right, so you just, you, it's like you have sex with somebody, and you just don't hit them up. Like, all right, so bet, you just going to eat my yeah, ass and I not was, hit me up? I was ghost. <laughs> I was ghosting my ass. Everybody love everybody! So I yoga was, eating, was like... I was eating abs ass. Right. So yoga showed up at your door like, oh, you thought. You really thought. It's been nine months. There's a baby inside Oh, me. wow. Damn. If you're nine months without yoga, they're really going to F you up, man. No, but it's good. I've been doing push. I lift now. I've been fucking getting swole. Word. Yeah, your arms do look a little more like you compact. flex on camera? Yeah, flex on camera real quick. Take your shirt off. <laughs> I actually showed my stomach the last episode. I'm weak. Yeah, because our last guest, the Evan Zygman, he had two belly buttons. Yeah. Hold the fuck up, and y'all just let him walk out the door without letting me see them? Like, that's You're going to have crazy. to watch the episode. Man. All right, I'll he do that. Showed... Watch the episode, and watch the episode too, if y'all want to hey, see two belly buttons. if you're listening to this, I just want you to know, if you go on YouTube, 
You only have to watch 30 seconds for it to be a view. So click a random 30 seconds, watch it, turn it off, and a couple days, go back, watch another. Literally. And it's honestly, if you're watching this on YouTube, read the Bible a little bit. If you want to. If it's been a long day of, of dealing with, with some bullshit, you know, reading the Bible is not the worst way to go about it. You know, you can just, it's really all about self-help. At the end of the day, you want to feel, I cut, you, not, not empty, but you don't want to feel pressure inside of you. You want to feel like you're, you're a good type of empty. Not empty like you're missing something, but an empty like you don't have just toxic energy inside of you. Yeah. Manifesting from stress and, and, and insecurity and just hopelessness. Yeah. Something um, people might have noticed, or listeners not, but watchers, is I wear uh, wrap t-shirts every single day. You do. A lot. I'm not wearing one today. It's bathing. It's not a wrap tee, but it's a wrap. It's a wrap brand. It's a culture thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We yeah, literally. They call me a vulture. <laughs> no, vulture, vulture. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only when I wear the fucking the, the oh, fanny the pack fanny over pack. my chest. That's <laughs> when you know I. <laughs> when you wear this fanny over your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've only done that a few times. It's really great for carrying the Bible. Yeah, it, that, exactly. That's why I use it. It's it's legal to carry the Bible in it. Yeah. I can carry I can carry up to an ounce of the Bible in my. You know what pack. sucks is that they don't have free Bibles in hotels. That would be crazy. I mean, they do, but that not would the be Bibles crazy. Because if we can put if we can put uh, alcohol in in the hotels, oh, they charge you for that. It's like what seventy five cents a second. You pour the cup or something in a nice hotel. It's like up oh, seventy five a dollar. What, have you, what have you been listening to recently? Um, podcast wise. Do you listen to podcasts? I'm trying to get more in. It. I'm trying to get more into them. I've oh, that's great! Yeah, I want to know what. Po- I was thinking music, but if you're listening to podcasts, I love Podcast Inception. Talking about Liter- podcasts on podcast on podcasts, <laughs> podceptions. So, yeah, I'm like we should have a like a, a separate intro <laughs> for a, a mini podcast in the podcast, oh like Podception. I was gonna f my my brain. Can up. we cut that out? Can you mark that time where we're just going? Podception. Yes, it's, Podception. it's in the last five minutes of the show. <laughs> but yeah, like, excuse me, <laughs> I began. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> 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 oh, not nah, um, but Midnight Gospel I've been having on repeat. Oh, I'm that trying. show's fucking good. Yeah, that Dude, show, that so show good. did something different to me. That yeah. that altered my sense of of thinking a little bit more than um. Shouts out Duncan Trussell. Right. Literally, he, he's, a, he's an intelligent human being. Like, I, I really learned a lot. And the people he has on the show are just, they just they just kind of opened my mind to different interpretations of it. So that's all based off a podcast called the Duncan yeah. Trussell Family Hour. That's yeah. That's really good. What episode do you like? Like, what's your favorite? Mine's the one in the jail. The jail? The jail when they keep breaking out and getting a little farther. Oh, that yeah. And it's, that one F my, my, my whole head up. I cried at the last one with his mom. I'm not the mother. Lie. Yeah, I was about to say the Mother's Day one was the Mother's Day one. I loved a lot. The one that really made me go, "Oh shit!" for like the longest time was the uh, the zombie one. The mm, doctor came with on. Doctor Drew. Yeah, he came on the show and said he doesn't like the idea of there being a idea of a good or bad drug. It's nat- It's just drugs. It's yeah. a na- it's a natural component, and that's why I lost we- all this weight on crystal meth. <laughs> Yeah, hey, no snitching, but mm. but he just says that the way we we manipulate them and interact with them, it's the consequences that could be good or bad. We shouldn't be labeling things as good or bad. So I kind of interpreted that with the way people live life. If you want to live life a certain way that's against the status quo of what you you've been taught or used to, then that you can't label that good or bad. 
I think that's true. I think that's kind of how we became friends. We just during colleges, we both had our own thing. We didn't like. We didn't like the our college school. was very like. Yeah. Everyone had to follow was a set certain in motion, exactly. right? And I didn't, I didn't like that because it makes me feel trapped. Yeah, and not to say that again, not to downplay anybody who does sign on to one label. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're somebody as a person unless you, unless you're trying to control how other people live, which is like women's rights, body rights, civil rights, all that. You know, you sign on to what you sign on to. Um, There's unlimited genders. <laughs> 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 but, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's like you believe in what you believe in. Don't force it upon me. Like, if you're conservative, I'm not gonna want to fight you, you know. But don't, 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 don't put your MAGA hat in my face. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're, it's something I've also had to understand. Like, if you're transgender, I'm understanding more and more. Is like, I just want you to be happy. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't give a fuck what your name's gonna be, what your gender's gonna be. I just I don't care what gender you 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 label as. I just want you to be happy and yeah. just, and I don't understand everything. Boop, boop. Rush me. That's not off topic. No no no. That was a I bet. Oh. Like, like <laughs> I'm emphasizing you. Nah, but no yeah. off topic is the gun. Oh right. Nah. Right guys, you be talking too much about Jesus and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we getting too religious. Yeah, way too religious. Man, Holy Ghost take, is everywhere. Man, they need to take religion out of politics and other people's lives. <laughs> I swear. Well, not not the good nah, religion. No, I think they need to get religion into politics. Oh yeah, yeah, that's facts. They, they need, need to get, get these politicians religious as fuck. <laughs> the world would be a little you bit right? better if we just all right. got a little religious. A they're gonna bit. cut that out, and I'm gonna get can. They're not. I'm not gonna get canceled for the Jew comments, or and I'm gonna get canceled for that right there. <laughs> I think if everybody at the legal age went to church, my milkman was Jewish, and my dad short. So, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I think if everybody went to church at a legal age, we'd all be just chill. We'd be chilling. We'd honestly be chilling chillin'. like a villain. Literally, except. I, this is this is the last point, Ani. I know you want to get out of here. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling, <laughs> dude. I've had friends who got religious too early. Right. And it really... Affu- they are very... Ner- they're nervous people because of it. I mm-hmm. think you have to be I've a little older. You have, to be, you have to be able to handle life properly and mm-hmm. then right. add that on to it, not right. try to develop your life. It's like going from 18. zero to 100. I was 18. I, already I was had, 18, too, when I first uh, Yeah, I already Jesus. developed some sense of comfort Me with too. who I am. In yeah. my environment, I'm kind I already of, dealt with high school. Right, right exactly. You know, that, that's like, the biggest. That was the biggest test of my you young life. You shouldn't be reading the Bible in high school. You really shouldn't. It's the biggest test of your life, and it's the biggest developmental part of your young life. In college, yeah. you're you grow more, but you're also you're maturing more. Your brain can handle more. Well, you're you're also exposed to so much more yeah, outside your comfort zone when you go to like you know the next stage after right. high Especially school. Especially if you're like. A small town person mm-hmm. going to like NYU. Yeah, you know what I'm Max even like, if I'm you don't go to college, and he did. That that regiment is no longer there. You know what I mean? Right. So so even if you're not going to any kind of like education afterwards, still like you have to. That's why I had to dorm because if I stayed in my, in my neighborhood, I would not have been able to mm. you know expose myself to more and prepare myself to more. So That's like you I shouldn't you shouldn't do it in high school because. I just think that you're not really that ready for it. Yeah. 18, 19, okay, yeah. Try it, but be responsible. Hey, man, thank you for being on this. Of I course, love you. Bro. I'm happy we're doing this. Of course, man. Let's play Anytime. the outro. Oh, do you want to plug your Instagram? You're actually yeah. an Instagram uh, influencer. <laughs> I, I just, I dabble in it time to time. I like just Julio thinking about pays random. More, um, 
he takes some pretty sexy pictures of himself. I, so I, follow him <laughs> <at>. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> follow him at uh, Papi Cantu. Papi Cantu. Follow me at Sam C. Buck. Uh, this it. has been Bucked Up. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Ani and Julio. Follow this uh, Bucked Up on Instagram, Oh, yeah. Right? Follow Bucked Up Podcast on Instagram. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, uh, watch on YouTube. I love you all. And um, remember to read your Bible. Of course.